the Talent Experience Podcast featuring authentic conversations on the future of work. Empowering you to better understand and deliver a best-in-class, future-proofed career experience. For more insightful conversations, visit talentexperiencepodcast.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to this episode of the Talent Experience, a podcast that addresses everything that's relevant to talent. I'm your host, Rhonda Taylor, and with me today, I have Larry McAllister. Larry, who resides in California, is a talent and transformation expert. He is a gifted presenter on topics such as leadership, the growth mindset, human resources, digital transformation. Larry, welcome to the Talent Experience. And I know I missed a lot, so you pick it up from here. Well, one, thank you so much, Rhonda, for inviting me and for that glorious introduction. I'm blushing as you introduce me. Um, so yeah, similar to what you said, for the past 10 years, I've been doing very um, top level HR transformation. So just improving the way that HR enables the organization to go faster and have better relationships and to really understand how they can grow inside this company with mindset shifts and technology shifts. And just recently, I left my last company to go on my own. Uh, I've been doing it for companies for so long, I figured I would help the community uh, understand better about talent transformation uh, and technology, the three big T's that are affecting everyone. So I started my own consulting company called the Corporate Humanist Consultancy because I think everything we should be doing moving forward is driving the human connection inside of companies and well-being and mental fitness. Uh, I think that's the next really big wave uh, for organizations to think about. I like that name. Thank you. (laughs) And you know, Larry, we've been in the space for a while. There was a time when HR did not have a seat at the corporate table. Yeah, tell me about it. I mean, that's why there was rankings and ratings and nine boxes, because we treated people like cattle. uh, And we try to put them in tiny boxes. And now, you know, if you think of someone who's coding or uh, doing major complex sales, how can you just rank them with a number? It's so much more nuanced and so much more growth focused that HR has to be not only a voice at the table, but a leading voice, because talent's everything. No talent, no business. Exactly. And we're witnessing that in today's marketplace. Absolutely. I mean, the great resignation helped people realize that talent has a choice. Talent wants to do what they want to do. Some of the power dynamic moved to the talent during the pandemic. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking technology a lot these days in HR. And, you know, in the past, in my day, technology always came under IT. Mm -hmm. What is HR's role now? with technology that IT does not address. Yeah, well, I think we're living in the golden age of HR technology. There's been billions of dollars spent in this space and we've caught up to business technology. And and the evolution of that was the big HRMs in the past couldn't innovate as fast as these small AI companies. So you've seen this proliferation of, of artificial intelligence Uh, HR tech companies that are now connecting to those big things, making it easier for us. Now, I think um, IT is usually focused on big enterprise business things, revenue things, compliance things, uh, and they're not keeping an eye on this explosive HR tech space. So what I tell HR is you are a technologist. 
You have to get your head in the game of what's out there. You don't have to be um, an expert on what AI does, but you have to know the tools and what they can do for you. So uh, I would say do some research, uh, hire someone uh, to get an understanding of, of what's really out there because I, I didn't look for two years or something like that. Three and a half years ago, I, I looked and I was like, oh my God, it's passed me by. Uh, and my competitors are gonna go faster than me in hiring and developing. So we really put a, a, our foot on the ground and said, we need to really focus on this. Yeah, and, and now we, you know, in the past, um, many, many employees and many people sitting at the corporate level thought of HR as the individuals that were warm and fuzzy. Right, right. Yeah, and that's not the case anymore. Like, you're right, you know, they're, they're coding and, and, and they're able to take HR technology to a whole new level. Right, and what it does is improves the employee experience. You know, I think people are worried the bots are coming to take our jobs or technology is coming to take our job. What I say is this new technology accelerates the discussion, the human discussion. You can get to the human discussion way faster with technology and with more data than you ever could. So think about someone like Fuel50, right? They're able to now say, hey, here's the next three jobs you could have in this company. So when you go to your quarterly conversation or career conversation with your boss, you have so much more idea and future talk that you've ever had before. The poor manager was always put on the spot, find me a new job. Now you're coming to them with data and the discussions are so much better. And then a, a, a tool like BetterUp, mobile coaching, world-class mobile coaching on your phone for anyone in the organization. You know, we've had people... It's the whole person approach. How you feel at work is how you feel at home. And isn't that more true now that we're always at home? So the coaches do a, a whole person approach. So I've had people say, I have a better relationship with my daughter because of my coach. And I can sell my vision much better to my team. Like that's two home runs, right? That's two home runs at a super democratized um, level and price. And that that's right. You know, we, we take a look at, um, the way our career path has changed. And, you know, we all live in the world of a GPS. So why can we not have a GPS for our career? Yes, I really like that. Yeah, giving you direction and giving you advice and telling you to get off this route now, there's going to be a traffic jam. Yeah, and you're going to take a detour, but you'll get back to where you want to be. And, you know, I think another thing that technology does is we know through um, research that men, males and females in general, look at a job description differently. So males look at a job description, if they're halfway qualified, they're like, I'll take a shot, fake it till you make it. Females really want to have every box checked. And I think what um, Fuel50 and the kind of companies that have you look at a career, they're recommending jobs to you that say, you can do this. That breaks down a barrier. Uh, of feeling you have to be 100% qualified or position you in a job you never would have thought that was part of your career. So this is really opening your brain to what your career can really be that we haven't had before this kind of tool. Yeah, so now we've identified the tool. How does HR get started when moving forward with such technology? Yeah, that's a, it's, I think that's the million dollar question, Rhonda. Um, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. So. I think the very first thing, at least in my experience, is you don't start with the technology. You start with your talent strategy, 
What is the talent strategy there for? What's the employee experience? What business problems are you trying to solve? And how are you going to elevate the manager employee experience? How is it going to work in your company? That has to be defined and, and longer term viewing. So then once you get those mindset changes in the organization, you're changing some behavior around how the the interaction between the employees and the managers are, or any part of the enterprise, it's a different mindset. Then you look at the tech stack. So we did, um, and we called it a tech parade, where we brought in 16 vendors and had them pitch to us uh, and decided to move with three and then two and then one. So we have a six, a six, um, six technologies, and each one fits into a quadrant of my talent strategy, activate, you activate yourself, activate your team, activate the future and activate the enterprise. We have technology around that entire wheel um, that accelerates growth, accelerates performance. Uh, and as we like to say in cloud, you know, th these organizations need to move at the speed of cloud. That's, that's, that's just so, so, so amazing. And, um, you know, technology has changed the day to day um, activity in, in an HR department. Um, we're, we're seeing employees dealing with technology. And is that hard to get your employees on board with the technology? You know, one of the things that we did that really helped us bring in a couple of these things is we had a career week uh, for all employees. It was all week long, three or four guests a day. We had some externally, external speakers that talked about career and mindset. We had CEOs of some of these companies we mentioned today, and we had some internal speakers. And that was very well attended. It was like a gift for the employees. It was in the middle of the pandemic. And we said, do the best work of your career at this company from your, uh, from your kitchen table. And that really accelerated the adoption. And we broke the record for Fuel 50 of fastest adoption. Um, and, and what else happened was people started seeing um, connections to each other that they might not have had. And the real benefit here, I think if you're saying, God, at talent strategy and then tech, and then what? What I think is a hidden gem with these tools is you get data on the backside of this that you wouldn't get anywhere else. So you have your pulse survey, you get people talking about pulse survey. You look at the back of Fuel 50, you see what skills people want, what jobs they wanna to go to that you would never have before. And then like with the Better Up mobile coaching, you're seeing what, you know, anonymized of course, but you're seeing what people are talking to their coaches about. When you tie things like that together, you are now informing CEO staff, talent, the company of here is the voice of the employees. What do they want in their career? And then year three, you're really doubling down on that stuff. And I think that's a hidden gem of these technologies. You forget that this backend information is so informative and lightning. And we were thinking about how we can come back to work. You remember the old future of work discussion? We use those tools to help us decide that we aren't going to push people back in the office. We're going to leave it up to them and their teams. And I think that would have been a harder sell with all, all that data. Yeah. And I'm sure that this data was very relevant for you when presenting to your executives. Oh, my God. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, my God, I never like I didn't even think I would get this kind of information. And then to piece it together. And there, there are tools out there that can do it automatically and say I, how I got funding for some of this. I was saying we are flying blind. We are flying blind. We're not going to be able to 
higher at the same rate as others because I don't have an AI matching technology to speed us up to get right to the candidate. I don't know what our employees are even thinking. We're, we're going off our old stories. So to bring in these tools, the voice of the employee is constantly being evaluated and we're giving them what they want. So one of the survey results is always, thank you NetApp for caring about us. You care about us. So it's, it's, it affects employee experience, it affects uh, engagement and it just affects morale. So Larry, you came on board as a senior HR executive to, to your to NetApp. How did you get a buy-in at the executive level? So I think my the, the greatest slide that I had to change person, Vicky Coates, that helped me. The greatest thing was we had a from, here's what we're doing now, and then a two, this is what we'll have. That one slide was. Is this painful? Is this painful? Is this painful? Why do we keep doing it? Because there's no alternative. You know, a lot of companies took out the old HR stuff. That's the headline, but not the story. The story is what you replace it with. And I was hired to build high performing teams. So we built this Thrive ecosystem for high performing teams that I talked about earlier, where we said, this will accelerate us. This will make it so much easier for our managers and employees to have a relationship. And this will drive growth of the company. Uh, and I think having the, the, the talent strategy story and ROI, and I don't mean ROI around dollars, I mean ROI on what this will do for our employees. That's talent's, that's talent's goal. What will this do for our employees so they drive the business goals? How long did it take you to get that buy-in? So one benefit is I did a similar thing in my last company and uh, my boss and I both moved to NetApp at the same time. So we were a two headed monster. Uh, and I, I think that helped, you know, talking about having a voice at the table, if they're letting me come into these CEO staff meetings the minute I'm there and start telling them my future. Well, here's another great secret. So we had uh, what we call the business advisory group, which were 12 or 15 VPs around the world. And we were building out this strategy, we were getting feedback from them. So as you as the head of talent walks into CEO staff and say, these 12 VPs are on this team, that's almost, well, that's validation. And that helps speed up CEO staffs being like, cause you, you know, you only get so many minutes in front of them. So be able to say, I had 12 VPs support this, voice this, their inputs here, that, that made it go a lot faster. Yeah. And as this happened, I'm sure you saw the, the evolution of the, of the corporate culture change. Can you share with us some of the changes you saw? During the pandemic? Well, using, the, using, um, using technology. Oh, okay, using technology. So the conversations and interactions got much more informed. And by doing that, I think people are starting to speak the same language. Like I always say, I have this analogy that if you just go to a training by yourself, you know, it's like putting on a Bazooka Joe tattoo, it goes on blurry and disappears in two days. <laughs> if a group of you go and you come home, you come back to the office and you're really trying to work together, that's like a henna tattoo where every, you know, like it lasts for a couple of weeks or months, but then it falls under the pressure of no one else in the organization is doing it. But, but when you bring in technology, enterprise-wide technology, that people are using the same language, the same tools, um, they know the same vision of the Thrive ecosystem, that's the permanent tattoo. 
because everybody's doing it. It's the same voice, it's the same platforms. Um, people who were going to mobile coaching are talking to each other about what they're doing with their coaches. Everyone's having conversation about what Fuel 50 is giving them. We, we brought in this uh, company called Imperative, which is peer coaching. So breaking silos, you're meeting people in the organization you might not meet on a platform that's helping you um, be accountable to each other. And you meet someone new and you meet five times guided through this peer coaching. And we've seen data like the first time you meet, we ask the first question is, how are you feeling today? And they both say overwhelmed, tired, burned out. By the end of the first session, after one hour, the other, the last question is, how are you feeling now? Relieved, fo focused on the future, glad we had this just in one time. So breaking silos, accountability, and making people feel they're supported. All these things together in one talent strategy changes a culture. Yeah. In this though, you, you had to have had some obstacles. What were the challenging obstacles um, that you know, an HR can expect when onboarding and committing to a technology? So a couple of things. One is the dollars. <laughs> That's yes. always the first thing. <laughs> so you have to show what this is going to provide um, for the future. And maybe you move, you move dollars or whatever, but you have to have a, you have to have a good budget discussion. You have to be smart about the budget. I think two is just making sure that your IT group or your HR ops group, whoever is really helping you is there from the start. So we had them there at that tech parade. So they saw all the vendors, they voted on, who we thought we should have. So they were on board from the start, not I bought it and then try to sell it to them. They were part of the sale. Goes back to that business advisory group. Take people along with you from the start. Then the third thing is adoption. And I, that's why I say we did, we tied it to our talent strategy. We had a career week. We've done two now over two years where we're saying this is it. Right. This technology is part of this larger goal of helping you grow. We did we did Thrive Thursdays uh, and we did Dare to Dream. Dare to Dream, we brought in third part people from the outside, came in and talked about their careers, what it was good, what was bad, what mistakes did they make? And the question that people on that call always love to hear is, when did you make a mistake or have a bad time in your career and how did you overcome it? So being super transparent, constantly enabling the, the employees to realize that we care about this, we're investing in you, and here's all the ways you can think about your career here, sped up the adoption. Yeah. Larry, oh, this discussion could go on and on. You're such a wealth of information. But we at the Talent Experience take pride in asking our guests this question. Larry, you excel at what you do. You're recognized as a peak performer. How does Larry McAllister stay on top of his game? Yeah, I think it's just constantly finding out what's going on out there. It's this growth mindset of, I wanna know what's out there. I wanna know what's out there. And then really working with my peers to always dream about the future. I mean, I'm, my number one strengths finder is futuristic. So I'm constantly thinking about what's coming next and then seeing what other people are doing. And right now, as I'm transitioning to my consultancy, I take any call that anybody wants to have and I reach out to everyone and just constantly understanding what's out there. So I think about the future is my advice. Excellent. And, and on that note, I would like to thank Larry McAllister for joining us today. Thank you, Rhonda. And this is Rhonda Taylor from the Talent Experience saying thank you and be safe. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Talent Experience Podcast. For more talent experience and future of work conversations, visit talentexperiencepodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at TalentXPodcast. Or join the conversation with hashtag Talent Experience Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter. The Talent Experience Podcast was brought to you by the fabulous Fuelies at Fuel 50.